in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who comes to us and leads us into salvation. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in 1985, 1985 was the year that Back to the Future came out and enthralled audiences throughout the United States. In fact, there probably isn't anybody here who hasn't seen the movie, but if you haven't, that's okay. I won't give it away, at least entirely. You see, the movie is an interesting movie. It's a movie that involves, well, something that we've been curious about for a long time, and that is time travel. And this whole sort of sense of what would happen if you could actually travel in time, if you could go back in time, or if you could go forward in time, how could you change this sort of thing that we call destiny? You see, it's an interesting movie because it comes along with a very interesting question. And it's a question that actually leaves people on one of two sides of the fence philosophically. I bet you never thought that Back to the Future and philosophy would actually go together. But they do. You see, in the movie what happens is that Marty McFly travels back into time and you get to see from your point of view what happens to Marty and the rest of his life when he does things in the past and it brings up this sort of interesting question that we come on one side or the other about and that question is this Do you believe that your destiny is predetermined? Do you believe that your destiny is something that is written in stone and that nobody can change? Or do you believe that your destiny is something that can change and will change and changes along with every decision that you make and every choice that you make and every decision that somebody else makes and every experience that they have that connects with yours. The first is kind of neat and tidy. It's sort of an interesting thing to think about if your life is just like an arrow and has this trajectory that it's never going to go away from, then the choices in your life really just end up not mattering at all. But On the other hand, if your choices do matter, well then that's kind of a dangerous place to live. Then you have to start thinking about your choices. Then you have to start wondering what to do next. And see, you come at the question of what your destiny is about. When you come to this question of what would it be like if you could travel back in time? So what would it be like if you could travel back in time to high school? If you were the jock in high school, or if you were a nerd in high school, or if you were somewhere in between, how would that change? If you could go back and you could tell yourself in high school, hey, do this, but don't do that. 
Could you actually change your life? And when you came back to what we call the present, would it be a different thing? Or if you don't believe in that, would it be the same thing? Because somehow, you would go back in time and you would try to change everything, but history would have its way with your life. And history would bring you into this place that you are currently no matter what you did when you went back in time. Well, those are some of the questions that we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks as we take a look at this season of Advent that we have. And Advent is an appropriate season to start to take a look at some of this future and past stuff. Especially when we're looking at the prophet Isaiah and what the prophet Isaiah has to say about this coming Savior that he said is going to arrive. And in a lot of ways is arriving here from the future. He's coming from this existence with God that is without time, that is in eternity, that has no knowledge of the limitations of time and space, or at least knows it because He created it. He's coming in from that non-time existence, which might as well be the future for us, and breaking into our life. And so we're going to be talking about those things this Advent season. And the first thing that we're going to be talking about when it comes to this Christ who breaks into our lives from the future is the sense of leadership. Because you see, we just read Isaiah 11. And in Isaiah 11, he says this thing. He starts off with this picture of the stump of Jesse. Now, that's probably pretty incomprehensible to most of us. You might be kind of wondering, why is there a stump of Jesse? And really, (laughs) who cares? Let's get to the, the part where, you know, babies are playing with snakes and lions are eating hay. But in order to get to that part, you have to understand where Isaiah is living. And you have to understand his world and what that has to do with his sense of leadership. But before you do that, think about our world. Think about the leaders that we have. Not just those who are maybe in political office now, no matter how you voted. Not just those who had political office a few years ago. But think about really what leadership means. And do we have good leaders? Is this a world filled with people that we would call leaders or is it not? Or has it ever been a world that has been filled with leaders and people who would stand up and take upon themselves things like courage and hope and integrity. Has that ever been something that we as humans have had a lot of? 
Well, however you think about that, in Isaiah's day, there was certainly something going on. We find out just a few chapters earlier with Isaiah. Isaiah is in the temple. He just walked into church. And he tells us that he was walking into the church in the day that the king Uzziah died. Now, you probably don't know who Uzziah is either. And that's okay. Uzziah was a great leader. You see, what had happened in Israelite history up to this point is that there had been a big civil war in Israel and they had split into the north and the south. The northern kingdom was called Israel, the southern kingdom was called Judah. And so they had these two kingdoms and they were always fighting with one another until God finally got fed up, especially with the northern kingdom, and said, I'm going to send the Assyrians down and they're going to wipe you out and they're going to haul you off and you're going to be exiled. And so the people who are in Isaiah's country, Judah, are watching all of this thing happen to their northern neighbors. And somehow, this leader Uzziah is able to keep their borders. He's able to keep the Assyrians and the Arameans away from the borders of Judah. And so they celebrate Uzziah. Uzziah is the reason that they're still there. Uzziah has wheeled and dealed and he's made sure that Judah stays there instead of getting dragged off to Assyria. And so they love Uzziah. And then Uzziah died. And you can almost picture Isaiah walking into church, kind of moping around the year that this great leader died. Walking in and saying, Woe is me. What are we going to do? We live in this land of people of unclean lips and it just doesn't look like there's a leader any place and to be honest we have to give a little bit of credit to Isaiah because well he was basically right after Uzziah comes along there's this other king this guy who's named Ahaz and Ahaz is pretty much just a terrible king Uh, Ahaz is well he's maybe not evil he's just really incompetent he is not courageous he's not smart he doesn't know how to work with people he's very much unlike Uzziah Uzziah was like General Patton and John F. Kennedy all wrapped up into one. And Ahaz, well, he's sort of like Paris Hilton. There's just not a whole lot to him. And so you have this deft of leadership that happens in Israel and Isaiah is seeing this and he sees this king Ahaz and how he trips over himself all of the time and then God comes to him with a vision a vision of the future a vision where there is the stump of Jesse Now, you probably might not know who Jesse is either, and I'm not just talking about my brother. His name is Jesse too. Jesse is the father of David. 
And David is the greatest king that Israel has ever known. He's the greatest leader that they've ever known. But all that's left of Jesse's tree is this stump. Ahaz has ruined everything. It looks like there's nothing left to build on except for this stump. But God says there will be a shoot that comes up out of this stump. There will be a leader that comes up out of this line of David. What he doesn't really say is that it's going to come from the future. You see, Isaiah is looking for an earthly king. He's looking for somebody that will come in and bring Judah back to the spot where it was with Uzziah. He's looking for an earthly king to bring back the riches and bring back the security and bring back all of the good things that were around when Uzziah was there. But that's not... Who God is promising. Instead, God is promising His own Son. And He gives us this vision of what it will be like. And we can still say that it's a vision of what it will be like because how many times have you seen a toddler playing with a snake and you've been, oh, well, okay. Or how many times have you seen a bear get together with any sort of animal and not just rip it to shreds? No, there's something different going on here. There is this stump of Jesse and out of that has grown this shoot. This shoot that we call Jesus. And Jesus lived on this earth and he paid the price for our sins on that cross and then we believe something that's kind of audacious we believe that he's coming back We believe that He's coming back basically from the future to bring in this resurrection time where there will be babies playing with snakes and it will be okay. And there will be lions that are no longer eating cows. There will be this time where leadership is restored. And the amazing thing is, is that as Christians, we know that leadership today. We know the leadership of this king who's coming and breaking into our lives from the future. We know the future king. That probably just sounds like Christian language. Think of it this way. I know who's going to be president in however many years it takes him to come back. I know who's going to lead us. And I know what the characteristics of his leadership are going to be. 
I know that the characteristics of his leadership are that he is going to judge with equity. That he's not going to be pulled to one side or another by people that are clamoring. He's not going to be somebody that judges with anything except for righteousness. I know that he's going to delight in the law of the Lord. That is the leadership that's coming to us from the future. And so we can hold on to his leadership now. Knowing that no matter what the leadership around us today looks like, that we know the leader who's coming to be with us in the future. All of the leaders that we have today will pass away. Whether they be leaders in politics, or leaders in industry, or leaders in technology, or leaders even in the church, they'll pass away. And there'll be one leader left. That leader who is our God. That leader who came to save us and to bring us into this beautiful picture of the resurrection that He has painted for us in the future and is bringing back to us this Advent. Amen.